It's like being awake in a dream. Like watching a movie play out in my mind. Other lives, other versions of me, existing across the multiverse. Transmitting a message, a broadcast. Do you remember? We're all eternal. Stars wandering through infinity on a quantum journey back to self. Are you ready? Are you ready? Welcome to Wondering Star Podcast. I'm Keisha, the host, and I'm joined by my co-host Hillary and a dear friend, Sarah, who is a listener of Wondering Star. She's listened to all 13 episodes. And we decided to start a new um a new part to Wondering Star interviewing people who have listened to the whole entire thing, getting their feedback because it seems like people are really wanting to share their experiences and what they've learned and what they've gained from listening to Wondering Star. So we're going to begin with Sarah as our first first person that we're going to talk to. And so just tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Well, my name is Sarah Lovejoy and I am- Which is her real name. (laughs) <laughs> and and as you can see, is full of love and joy. <laughs> I'm living in the middle of nowhere in northern Minnesota, and I'm just kind of peacefully exploring myself and sharing in this with beautiful people like Keisha and Hillary. And I came across wandering star podcast because of my longtime friendship with Keisha who I've been friends with most of my life and now sort of getting to know Hillary on this new level I feel like I've known Hillary for a really long time too even though this is the first time that we're meeting (laughs) so I started um I guess you would say like I started my spiritual journey in my early 20s And so for me, it's been more drawn out. It's been more than half of my life that I've been uncovering and recovering and discovering all of these things about myself. And it's the most humbling, hardest, exciting, beautiful journey that I could ever imagine being on. And when I got to, when you guys asked me to listen to these, Keisha's been talking about this for ever now for over how how many years has this been oh I didn't know (laughs) like it's so exciting and I couldn't wait to hear about it she would tell me about them and then Hillary started doing the stories and I would I've listened to this now to these um sessions stories at least three times each from beginning to end and just getting more and more excited each time and being able to witness and feel like I'm a part of somebody's awakening and remembering all of these moments where Hillary would have these aha moments. And I'd be like, Oh man, I remember that was so hard. (laughs) And just like feeling her pain and feeling her excitement. And 
it's funny because I think I've mentioned this to Keisha before, but I don't know that I actually heard anything that I haven't heard before, but because I heard it from Hillary's perspective and in Hillary's unearthing, it's touched me and deepened my understandings about the things that I've learned along the way. So um, for That's sure, huge. lesson and like never think you know it all, like you just don't. And even if you do, you can you can learn more of what you know and just like integrate it deeper and deeper mm -hmm. into your soul. And um, it's been a huge, huge blessing for me to get to witness this and be part of it. <laughs> and I really have to say, first of all, that it's a pleasure to finally meet you. Um, and, but that um, you were the first person that heard the stories in their entirety besides Keisha. And um, I think you were listening to the like the final ones pretty close to like when we were going to release them. And it was around the time that I was starting to feel a little bit of like nervous anxiousness and a little bit of fear about putting this out there. And the like, you know, that doubt that I always have about myself creeping in, like, is this good enough, blah, blah, blah. And Keisha was telling me how much you were enjoying all of the the stories. And, um, and I knew that you wouldn't say that you liked it if you didn't like it. She had told me, Sarah's very honest because I yeah, prior really to the feedback. Yeah. She said, Just to let you know, Sarah will tell you what's up. You know, like she'll let Whether us know. Whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man, okay. <laughs> but then when I think it got to a point where like I hadn't, we hadn't recorded all of them yet. And so there was like, the final like four, three or four stories at the end mm -hmm. that were officially recorded. And I was like huddled up in the corner of my camper recording them into my laptop to send to you because you were like, I need to listen to them. I know I'm like, what's next? What's next? I was like, <laughs> like sitting on the edge of my seat wanting more and more, more because it was just, well, you're such a beautiful storyteller. So that's, I think a huge part of your gift in all of this, I would sit and listen to you tell stories all day because oh, it, it's just it brings me somewhere I'm able to go with you on your story the first the first story I ever listened to my feet were bleeding yeah. as you're running through I mean I'm with you I was running with you away from the pirates and I mean I I get goosebumps thinking about it because you have this way of at least for me of bringing me in and feeling as if I am in the story. I'm not just listening to it, but I'm experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I would laugh. I would cry. I'd get pissed. I'd call Keisha like that <laughs> one jerk was like, can't believe he did that to her. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how is that? How could he do that? And I don't know. I can think of so many times, like, which one was it when you were, so it's when you, when you made the building crumble. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's such a badass. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, I felt like I was with you so, so, so much of it. And then, so first I just got to listen to the stories because I didn't hear you guys conversating about them then at that point when I was just kind of seeing what you guys had done so far then it was really fun for me to go back and listen to you, Hillary, and mm -hmm. hearing how 
all of like what these meant to you because they all meant what they meant to me right and then hearing what they did for you and hearing your journey and your unpacking and you're like holy shit this is this and oh my god I was that and I did I was doing this and I remember all of those moments like I still get them like oh my god I'm that like holy Moses, I don't want to be that. Or, oh my God, yay, I'm that. Like, look at how powerful I am. I don't know, all of it, like all the spectrums of all of the things that you don't want to think that you are. (laughs) So Sarah, you just reminded me of something. Can I say this or am I? Okay, I don't want to interrupt. No, I'll talk for days. You got to shut me up. (laughs) But you said about the one where she made the building crumble and Hillary and I had this conversation not too long ago where we were like curious and I'm curious to have your feedback on that specific one since you brought it up. Uh-huh. We're like having a conversation discussing like why if she could make that building crumble didn't she get herself out of that prison later? Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm curious what Hillary thinks about it. Well, you yeah, tell I, us what I, you would think first. <laughs> well, there's so many, there's so many things that I could I could contemplate about that and or wonder. Possibly, like right away I go to myself and thinking like, well, usually because I'm blinded by fear in certain things, and I don't, even though I realize my power, I don't know how to integrate it into all situations um how to own it and step into it and maybe just so maybe that maybe not really knowing who you are like seeing that you can do this thing but not understanding that you can do it everywhere not just in this one way but also maybe because there was a bigger part of you that knew there was more to learn in that situation Mm -hmm. um yeah it's interesting though, right? It's what really do, interesting. Do you what want do to you, share what you thought? So like the thing that, that kind of keeps coming back to me with that is that there was really nothing more to be done in his physical body in that lifetime. Like by the time he was thrown in that cave at the end, I think he was just so far removed from this physical world anyways that it didn't even matter like it was irrelevant it was totally irrelevant that's kind of how I felt and it was like what he had to do in that church to make the whole thing crumble down was like the last resort right you know just to get freedom essentially and then by the time he was captured again and thrown in that cave I just feel like there was really nothing else that he felt he could accomplish in the physical body and that the rest of his work was going to be done when he crossed over. And so he just like waited. That's kind of the way that I've interpreted it. But And the, I interpreted it as maybe he knew that because he was so okay, because he did realize the all of his power and all of that stuff that he um, knew that he had to allow the people who persecuted him to 
have that experience. Like he was so okay with whatever happened to him that then he just knew that the next thing was to allow those people to like play out their karmic roles or whatever. And that that was more important than him actually freeing himself. Well, and I know for like, as you're saying that I'm, I'm even just thinking and freedom is really, in my opinion, a perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to remember back to how you were feeling in there, but like maybe there was a part of you that was already free. Yeah. I didn't need like, geographically you were not free. However, in your heart, you were, Mm -hmm. you were free. So for people who are listening that don't know what we're talking about, that haven't listened, this is episode seven. seven. Yeah. Episode seven. And so Go and take a listen to it, even if you don't listen to any of the other ones. All can <laughs> oh, be listen, listen to, to the other own. Yeah, <laughs> listen to all of them. But yeah, definitely. But we're speaking specifically of the significance. Maestro. Yeah, the maestro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is all about alchemy, really. So, <laughs> um, what other ones? What's your favorite? What was your favorite one, Sarah? it's so hard for me to choose a favorite because every one of them had bits and pieces. Like, I guess if I had to say my favorite favorite was the last because of, I mean, let's face it when you're bringing like coherent harmonics and waking people up, isn't that ultimately like the dream? Hmm. So that, that would be probably my, all-time favorite but I still feel bad that I'm even saying that because there's so many other favorite parts like um when you were experimenting on yourself after you blew up the cat and and then you're in the closet and I'm I was convinced I was that other girl yeah and so I'm like oh she's now I'm really with her and it was like (laughs) this is such this cool adventure and I I really did feel like that was me. I really did. And I hope everybody felt like it was them because I just, I don't know. That was really special and really super. I I just can't pick a favorite because there's too many beautiful moments in all of them. And not that I needed it to be about me, but I just felt included. And I did. I I guess I did need it to be a little bit about me. Like it was, I'm like, I never even met Hoey and yet here I am and wherever. And it was just, it was so I love that. That's That's fun. Yeah. That's exactly what the hope was for this whole thing. Yeah. And so just like a movie, you want to be like, you fall in love with these characters in in movies and you want to be them and you want to imagine what it's like to be on that adventure and to be part of that. And that's why I think you're such an amazing storyteller because that's what I felt like every single time. Thank you. That means a lot. I mean, that was obviously the hope was to, you know, get people and bring them in and not just kind of feel like you're just listening to some, you know, fairy tale that... Um, but to actually pull you in with me 
And yeah. so I'm, I'm glad that I attained that. <laughs> was the goal. And that's why we decided to do this, like talk to people, because that's the majority of the feedback that we got is people like, like yourself that are saying like this one or that one or whatever is like yeah. exactly what I needed right now. And I felt like I was that him or her or whatever character at that mm-hmm. time. When you listen the first time, I, this might be a tricky question, but if, when you listen to the, the, when you listen the first time, was there, is there anything that sticks out to you that <clears throat> really resonated with you in your current life situation? Like something that you can think of that you really needed to hear, like right then, that really helped you. <clears throat> well, I could probably think about of something from everyone right now. The one that's sticking out to me the most is I don't have the numbers memorized, but I think it was number 12. Is that when you were in the wheelchair? Yeah. That really, really resonated for me with me because. I have done a lot of work on um, victimhood and blame and accountability. And I, I spent a lot of time being that person in the wheelchair that thought it was all everybody else's fault. And when you have to sort of, and, and, and self-loathing like this, why would anybody love me? Why would anybody Mm -hmm. um want to be with me do do this or that for me but also mostly like the victim and hearing the struggle that you had with with that role and that of seeing yourself over and over again like unlovable unworthy that this was all this man's fault that he did this thing to you I've had to do so much work around that like this person did this to me. I'm a victim. Well, I don't see anything. Like I don't see myself as a victim in any way anymore, ever. Like Mm -hmm. I've maybe have been victimized and been in situations where things have happened that are unpleasant or unfortunate, but I see them now, like on some level, I, I signed up for it or I was a, a match for it. And so to witness you going through that and that really, really kind of hit home for me because I, I've been that person that woe is me and oh I can't even kill myself right Mm. like that that's Mm. a low fucking place to be like let me tell you it like that just sucks because it's real it's it's not just made up like somebody who maybe has never been in that place wouldn't understand like how heart-wrenching that feels and how lonely it is and how separate it's like total separation the illusion of total separation from yourself and to hear you like tell it in this story that was presented to you in this way for you to get a look at and 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 how hard it was even throughout this that it it, time and time again this person had to come back and try to show you love and I mean it just was not sinking into you I mean a couple times I'm like Hillary But I get it and I got it and I, it's hard. It's so hard. And I don't, I don't know, like maybe it's because again, like I've had sort of a parallel lesson understanding, um, like it really, really, that one hit me. And even like the bending over for the shiny object, like all of the little details, like 
the accountability in that, like that was what made you a match to get hit. And so, um, ultimately that was on you, right? Like this man wasn't just recklessly driving, right? You did this thing, but you, most people would say, oh no, you're, you're a victim because you, you were just bending over. Right. And it's not about blame, but it's about like just seeing our role and how, I know for me, when I can see my role in those little tiny portions, it's so exciting because it's like, oh, but then it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, that all unfolded for me. So I could experience this and learn this. And I don't know, like, I'm, I know you talked about that one a lot and what that sort of meant for you and, and how that was, but like, for me, it was really, really it was kind of quantum on how many different levels that truly spoke to me and some of them really like kind of hard, (laughs) Yeah. but, um, also freeing because there's so much freedom for me when we're looking at that, like dark shit, it, if I, I've learned to not get so scared and to not hate myself in that darkness, because the second I accept it, it's like, it's like a portal. Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden you're through it and you're on the other side to this light and understanding so Mm -hmm. but it's also and maybe too that that's a little um bit of part of it too is you reminding me like the courage that it takes to do this again and again and again and even like going back and visiting because I've listened to these so many different times like then you get to learn more right so I don't know if you go back and listen to them either, Hillary, but like, I would highly recommend it because <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I didn't even understand, like, oh, fuck, that too? Like, yeah. really? Oh, I listen to them. I yeah. listen to them a lot. <laughs> I think Especially it's a gift. Lately, yeah. And well, we talk about them in almost every conversation that we have. Well, I think that is one of the blessings of, of doing this work, this quantum healing hypnosis, because a lot of my understandings and my epiphanies have come through working with plant medicines and there's not a recording of that. I don't have a recording. I have my memory and I'll, I would share some of them, you know, some of my experiences with Keisha and then she would help me remember sometimes like, but don't you remember this? But it's weird how you forget. Like, yeah how can we forget these things that are so amazing and so profound and yet we do. And so I think that's really, really one of the beautiful things about this work is that you can refer back to it and remind yourself over and over again, like, Oh, that's right. And not just like a little like reminder or a nudge, but you can really listen to it and have the experience again. And with each experience, you're going to gain new understanding. Mm -hmm. So I think that is, really, really extraordinary part of this work. Not, I don't get that with any of the other things that I do. Like I've, I did a session with Keisha not too long ago and I've listened to that one like three or four times already. And, and each time I've listened to that, I've been like, oh, that's right. Like, yes, I can do this. (laughs) But it's funny how we need reminders like pretty much every day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I love that I have both the recording at this point that I can go back and listen to if I really want to like hear and feel the emotion in the session. 
Cause it's yes. completely different for me to listen to the recording of it versus to listen to my story narration, like, you know, an episode of the podcast. Yeah. So, but both are very helpful tools. Yeah. And, um, so I do feel very fortunate that I have access to both of those things to, to go back and, um, look at a situation that I might be dealing with currently. And yeah. I'll, often I literally like am driving a few hours ago and I'm like, feeling some sort of way today. And I like do a little, like, like my, you know, filing cabinet in my brain. And I'm like, okay, which, who do I need to call on today? Yes. Who do I need, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whose help did you need today? Whose I'm help curious. did I need today? I was having a lot of gray smoke moments this morning. Mm. Um, it was, I was having a really rough morning. I spent half the morning crying and, uh, and I was, so I've been calling on the um Uluru a lot lately and um just kind of going back to that one and thinking about the gray smoke and the the spiritual warrior and so the other day I was telling you this Keisha the other day I was like um just journaling in the morning and I was thinking about like <clears throat> who I wanted to like call to spend the day with me right from the from the stories and so I summoned the, the, the Australian guy. And then within like the next hour, there was three separate things that popped up about being a spiritual warrior and, um, in whatever I was doing, I can't remember. And it was like these little synchronicities all day long kept coming to me about him. And, um, so I go to him, I go to the shaman and number one, I go to, I mean, it's, they're all there anytime. And it's, helpful and comforting for me <laughs> to be able to go back and draw from those lessons that they all came to, to give me, to give all of us really. Um, but it is like having, you know, all these like friends and all of these tools at my fingertips anytime I need, because I have needed them a lot lately. <laughs> I'm glad to have them around. <laughs> I'm curious when you call on those, um, those people, do you also acknowledge that it's you? Yeah, say. I acknowledge that they're all pieces of parts of me. Yeah. Um, Cause I found that that's my, like, that's one of my biggest excitements is mm -hmm. like referring back to mine. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's me. Yeah. Like I'm not even calling anybody in. That's not me. This is right. me. Right. I, I did that. <laughs> Like that's exciting. Like Hillary, you're a fucking badass. No. The other, the other day I was I was calling on the maestro because I was like, I really need to feel that power. I have yeah. I've felt that lately. I've been feeling um quite frankly the opposite of that, you know. So it's like um picturing Gabriel, you know, and 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 calling that power back to myself. Um so yeah, I mean it's pretty incredible to have have all of this here for me to to help move through this because this is like you know I know that you know a lot about how things have been for me this year um but I'll just touch briefly on it because I think it's important to share um for me I feel like this and Keisha and I are going to do I think uh, a longer episode on just sort of like talking through all of this but this um so we put this out in May and leading up to that, I was doing so much 
um, like the sessions and then the writing and then the recording. And so it was kind of just this like, you know, constant movement. And then when we put it all out, I kind of like sat back and I was like, okay, now things are going to get really exciting. Right. Cause I did all this work and I put it out there and now it's like going to be fun. And then <laughs> I went to like, you know, remote Idaho and, <laughs> and nothing happened all summer. And it was like, became very clear that no, no, this is the time for you to sit in stillness in solitude again and really start to process and integrate all of this knowledge because all that stuff came through in a fairly short window of time for somebody that didn't know any of this stuff. Uh And then it was all this like flood of information. And then I kind of like regurgitated it out there. right? And now the last six months have been about me integrating it, which has been very difficult process for me it sucks it's It's, super fun to have the understandings right yeah stories and all of that and the aha moments those are thrilling and exciting and getting your mind blown and stretched and but then it's like uh, oh that's right I this is all about me and things like I don't really want to make that change though because that's kind of hard and that's going to disrupt my whole (laughs) life and like what's everybody going to say and I mean good lord my whole world got torn apart when I started doing this work it's not definitely not like peaceful or um it's disruptive but for the good right 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 Right. but it it will shake your world if you let it because and if you trust it right because it's kind of scary yeah when you know because now when you know what you know you can't unknow it and then you can't really live in this lie anymore right 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 I can't just like put my head in the sand (laughs) yeah and I've tried doing that a few times as it turns out it's just not that effective (laughs) I realize I had this understanding but I'm still going to try to do it this way for a little while to see because I know that right so it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what you do and who you be. Right. Well, when you were saying about, when you guys were saying about you have like having all of these to pull from, cause they are all parts of you and everyone. Uh-huh. I was thinking how that's so true with even like who we were before we have these understandings. Like I have moments where I look back at is like, you know, when you, and I were kids, Sarah, and we did some really nasty things and terrible so- things. And I'll look back at some of these moments and I'll be like, that was me. <laughs> like, wow. Like even in like this actual body in this real time, uh-huh. that same thing is true even with yes. this present moment where it's like, wow. Like, and then I'll be like, oh, cool. <laughs> like I was that big of a fucking asshole at one time. Right. Because if you allow yourself to claim ownership of all those parts, pleasant or unpleasant, there is power in that. And absolutely, thank God we have each other to be like, oh, frick, yeah, we totally (laughs) that. And good thing, like it's okay though, right? Because yeah, because I didn't even think about that concept until you guys were just talking about that, and then I'm like, wow, like we actually do that in real life after we have these understandings and then we can even go back and look at the things that, um, that 
like in the set in your sessions, Hillary, and those people, all of those people came into fruition for you to understand parts of yourself in this current life. Mm -hmm. And so those people are directly related to parts of yourself in this current life that have done certain things to learn the same lessons, basically. And so then that's what I just never even thought about that until in this moment where it's like, geez, like we used to like, what's it called? Ditch and dive at restaurants. Dine and ditch. Dine Dine and ditch. ditch just for fun. And we would like know that people were going to have to pay for our food. Like the waitress <laughs> is probably going to have to pay for our shit. And we just, we did some nasty things. We were very yeah. minor compared to some of the stuff. But Did I'm you gonna... ever ding dong ditch? Yeah. But it was called with the bags of dog shit on someone's front do the poop. No, 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 but I mean, no judgment for those who have, because I did, (laughs) I mean, that's just the thing. It's all about perspective, right? I did try to you on my neighbor's car windows when I was in third grade with candle wax. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And here's the beautiful thing about that though, because, and that's like a very, lighthearted way to say like to look at all these parts of ourselves that are sort of ugly and and yeah. not quote unquote appropriate or wouldn't be what we would write on a resume or <laughs> <laughs> like what we want people to know about us but it is who we are because we did those things maybe we're not that person today but we did those things and we we're still all we're still all good we're still all worthy we're still all love we're still all of the things that like we're still connected to source. We still are source. So it's kind of fun to realize, like I can be the villain and I can be the perpetrator and I can be the victim and I can be the hero and I can be all of these things. And none of them are any better than the other Mm -hmm. in, in the eyes of like source, you know? So yeah, here on earth, we have spectrums of good, bad and appropriate and inappropriate, but at the end of the day, it's all beautiful, really. And it's just learning to accept that parts of ourselves and not condemn ourselves. For me, that's been my biggest work. And it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like that's true for most people. Is it Richard Rudd that says, allow, accept, and embrace all of those parts? Uh, yes. I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think- Allow like- it, accept it, embrace it. Yeah. And that's powerful because when you really do, because for me, especially I have been such a bully to myself and judge myself so harshly, so harshly for so many things that I would not judge anybody else for even, but for some reason I hold myself or have held myself to a different standard. I'm definitely improving in that aspect, but it, it seems silly and like, oh yeah, whatever. That's a nice Instagram quote, but no, it's like, do it do it because mm-hmm. it really, really works. And it really changes your life. Mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. Definitely. It does. Yeah. Was there any, so, okay. So I'm curious, were there any of the stories that you did any of them give you like an icky feeling or okay. Which one? Well, number seven had to have, I can't remember. I can't remember this, the numbers, so I'll like, for sure. The first one, I didn't like anything right. about that. And I, I did not like, um, the other one when 
you were being held as a sex prisoner yeah like that was really disgusting and hard for me mm-hmm. um I also didn't like that when that tyrant um <laughs> man was going out you were living in the shrimp <laughs> yeah I was really pissed off at that guy too <laughs> did yeah. you ultimately ended up and took his life yeah yeah I remember having a lot of strong feelings in that one too. Um, was that the same one? No, you had a lot of like, there was probably a lot of, of each, like a little bit of a lot of them that I felt icky and because you had a lot of experiences of being sort of, held hostage against your will in different spectrums yeah and anytime that is present I feel icky I don't like it and so I yeah but but it's funny because especially with the one with the was it the governor Mm -hmm. where he was had the prisoner like Again, being that, like, back to that point I made about freedom being a perspective, like, I don't feel like you ever were a victim in that one. I don't know if you felt how you felt about that. In the one with the governor? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really feel, no, it was a totally different feeling from, like, if we look at that one as, like, a parallel of the original pirate life, you know? In the very first one, I was obviously, like, extremely in the victim state, you know, in in number one, when we went back to that one with the governor, I don't, what I felt more than anything was this just like revenge. Yeah. Just this, like, like I was bloodthirsty for that man, you know? Yeah. So I never really felt like, you know, sorry for myself or victim. It was just like, I was pissed throughout that basically that entire one until the you know until I took his life at the end and Uh, yeah and I I loved writing that one because I loved harnessing that like revenge the the, that feeling of just like I'm gonna get this mother you know what I mean it's funny to hear you say it as revenge because I didn't even get that feeling that you were vengeful it's more so like maybe it is vengeance and I just don't consider it to be that way, but like, no, you will be, this will be stopped and you mm-hmm. will be held accountable. And mm-hmm. I will, I'm not like, I just had this, I feel like you had just as much power in that one as you did when you were the maestro. Right. Well, that was the one right after the maestro. So it was almost like I came in, like I had all that power from that one. Yeah. Right back. And like harnessed all of that power. And it was like that governor, you know, I mean, how many times had that same energy been coming right. up since number one over and over and over yeah. again? And then it was almost like by that time, I just had had enough yeah. <laughs> of this guy. And um, 
when I was writing it, like that's why I named it Breath of Fire, because when I was writing it and putting myself into that experience of being in the session, I could feel like my gut burning when I, I would think about that man and what he had done, not just to me, but to all the other girls and, yeah. and, um, and that's, yeah, that was the, the feeling that I carried with me when I was writing. It was literally like my, like I could feel this burning inferno inside of me based on that character, that energy of that man yeah, and the way he'd been operating. And it was actually quite fun to write from that perspective. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably like the ickiest of feelings. I'm, you know, it's so funny because every single one was like, I also felt a lot of sadness. I felt heartbreak. I felt, I feel like I felt all the feelings and maybe that's also something that I loved about it because there was just like this, it's just like this beautiful unfolding journey of all of these things that you got to like experience and they, I'm like, Trust me, I understand how unpleasant those must have been for you to experience in that moment. Like, then you tell this beautiful, eloquent story about it, but there's, there's like trauma being experienced and there's pain and there's sadness and there's like really, really heartache. Like it's real when you're in those spaces, be damned if anybody can tell you that it's not actually happening right now mm -hmm. because it feels like you're in that moment. And so all of it, and that's also like the courage you had in sharing that and, and into putting it into this beautiful story. Like, I think I got to feel all the feelings mm -hmm. many times. Yeah. Which is kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, every, it, pretty much every single one kind of covers the gambit of <laughs> you're kind yeah. of taking all over the place emotionally. Yeah, like hope, despair, victory, defeat like revenge like you say and love yeah 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 anger all of it all yeah. of it is literally it almost in every single one yeah yeah so yeah. what's one that brought you the most excitement would you say I got really excited when you crumbled that building like that was really exciting I also, again, like the last one, because that's my dream that that will get to happen in this, mm -hmm. on this earth, in this, in this avatar for you. And maybe I can be there with you at the water fountain. <laughs> <playing> something. <laughs> I just like, that's, that's my wish for everybody is everybody gets to wake up. Everybody right. gets to feel the beautiful connection and oneness of all that is and just like that harmonic resonance that you created like wouldn't that just be fucking amazing if when that comes to yeah. life like yeah that's really exciting it's really exciting because I also like my whole heart believes that that happened and can and will happen mm -hmm. I think it's your higher self showing you your capabilities mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah. What about, um, because I thought, I thought when I, you like, what do you think about the turning point? The turning point where, um, I think it was number 10. 
with the red bus? Nine. Nine, number nine. Yeah, yeah. after I combusted. Yeah, that's yeah. the one, like, I, if like for me, that was not that this is, for me, that was the, is so exciting to me because it was such a huge turning point because I was like, wow, like we're now in this current life. Okay, like, is that with the- Like it was such a, it was such a convoluted like quantum thing happening. Which one, I'm- <clears throat> It was- the reference beside the red bus. After I combusted and then I was in the closet when, and the, and the oh. girl was under the bed, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wound up in my closet of my childhood home. Yes. Yeah. In this current life. In this current life. So that was a weird, yeah, that one was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like that was a moment where it was like into this current lifetime for the first time. And we were just, it, yeah. What the fuck is happening <laughs> right now? Well, I love that. And I also loved the one, and it wasn't the, okay. Which one was it that you came into the fun house? Yeah, that was the beginning of number 13. Okay, so one. I also love that aspect of it because I I think time is so cool and trippy because it's just an illusion. And, and I, like, even when you started doing this in the sequence of your lives on earth, I got really confused because I'm like, well, there's no such thing as time. So how can that be? So like Mm -hmm. on that side. And, and I think that's super, I thought it was super cool that you were, I know that like, you guys aren't even sure if that was you being the guy that was killed Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I truly believe it could be because time, there is no such thing as time. And I think you could have like multiple incarnations in the same time frame so that to me that was a mind bender yeah. kind of in a way and it it made me understand something that I don't even know that I can articulate right yet about time and how just freaking trippy it is because right right because well the whole that whole sequence then the whole number 13 was like sometime in the 90s right you know and, and so and you were alive as Hillary also right. Right. And then just for me to understand that that doesn't mean that that couldn't have still been your incarnation. Right. Also, because there's no such thing as time. Right. So I don't know. That was really. Did you was- like that? Um, the one in the psychedelic world? Yes. Yes. In your space. Like yeah. bubble. The, the bubble. The yeah. Sphere. I did I loved all of them and like I love the the magical like like well even the wolf like kind of gruesome right and sort of a lonely life but also really beautiful yeah like full circle effect that yeah I think I mean I I'm kind of wanting to go back and listen to them all again now that we're talking about them. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's just so convoluted and it's so quantum. Like really, it would be fun to listen to them again now, even like a few months later, just because I'm guessing that I would get to learn something new again. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure because for me, every time I listen to them and I've listened to them, I, I don't even know how many times, countless times. And every time I do something else clicks. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And so. that's the beauty of this work. And I, like, I, I shared this with Keisha a couple of times, but I really feel like when you're writing your stories, you're channeling. And I, like, I love listening to channeling. I will listen to it pretty much I would all day, every day, if I could find enough people to listen to that I resonate with, mm -hmm. because I, I get to be somewhere when I listen to it. There's something that I'm transformed or, or taken into a place within myself that feels like home. Right. And when I listen to you with these stories, I feel like I feel that same energy as if I'm listening to Lee and the Z's or Cryon or like, it's, it's, it's a space. And so I think like by doing this podcast and this sharing that you guys are doing, you are creating a space for people to heal and just to be in, in love, like to be in that space of love and nurturing and beauty. I don't know. I, it's, it's quite amazing to me what's created just by default. Like you didn't plan that. You didn't right. try to make that happen but just by being you and who you are and allowing like your higher self to come through or whatever it is that you're channeling it it really creates like a healing space I yeah. would recommend for anybody who's not feeling well to listen to this mm -hmm. like have it on in the background because it is there's it's so it's information and I truly believe it's also a transmission like mm -hmm. I believe your DNA is listening I believe your cells are listening and things are happening that your mind doesn't even really know and I feel like that when I listen to channeling, listen to certain music. And I feel like that when I listen to this podcast because of the space that you guys created together. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> I had to turn this around because my battery was dying. So, <laughs> Oh no. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. That's I'm that, that is so good to hear that, 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 that was able to come through because that is absolutely true. Yeah. That's and how I think people should try to pay attention to those types of things and listen to more things that create that feeling and that vibration. Cause it really, that's what it's all about. And yeah. even like for ourselves, like Hillary, like you we were talking about when you don't feel well, listen to it because there's a resonance there. Mm -hmm. Like even if the words aren't registering for you that day, and you know, I don't know if I want to listen to this, listen to it anyway because your heart is listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. Thank I you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you la ladies have anything else to add before we wrap it up? Well, I would like to just add one more thing because I don't feel like I got to say it enough that I think Keisha also like your role should be recognized in this a little bit because I think you have this magical, beautiful gift of knowing exactly what to ask and when to ask it and creating a space for people on these journeys to feel comfortable and to feel open and to feel safe to share and to speak and to say really what they're without feeling like, I can't really say this. I'm talking to a tree or, you know, like, but you don't, you don't make it feel weird. And you just, it, it's a gift. It's not nothing like 
no, not just anybody can, can facilitate these sessions in, in the way that you do. You also are channeling, you're getting into a space. And without that, Hillary would not have been able to have the experience that she had. So I just want to recognize you for the, like the work that you're doing, because it really, really is a huge part of it. It's a huge thank, part of it. Thank you. It is a collaboration for sure. Always. Mm -hmm. Every single one is a collaboration. And I'm excited to talk to you about your session sometime too, because um, even in the session, during these sessions, it's like unbelievable to me how all of these experiences are for me also, always. And <clears throat> there's times where... Um, it's just, it is, it's a truly a co collaboration. And so thank yeah. you for acknowledging that because it is what I'm here to do. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we've said so many times too, during, when we were, um, recording it that like, like with the fun house, for example, like little yeah. flashes that would come to me and Keisha would say, what was that? And I, oh, it's just a fun house. Like, right. whatever. I'm going to keep going. Like, I would have bypassed uh, right. so many things. Yeah. Who wants to go to the fun house right yeah. now? I want to go see what else there is. <laughs> I just remember being like, fun house. Like, ah, you know. You're but, like, I remember that so clearly. You're like, I don't know. It's just like a fun house or something. I see like fun house mirrors and like... <laughs> Like, 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 wait a minute, get back there. Thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go investigate that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. It so is many so things funny. though that I would have bypassed if you hadn't stopped me and said, yeah. no, let's go check that out. That means something if it's showing up. Yeah. Well, I think it's important because it's true. It's like, as the facilitator in my, on my side, it's like, I 100% don't, one thing I know for sure is that every single thing that is happening up is showing up is happening for a reason. And so I have that in my mind the whole entire time in my normal state. And so I know yeah. every single thing that's being said is relevant and for a reason. But when you're on the other side and you're just like, oh, it's just this or that, like you're not, you're just saying what's happening. And so you're not in a conscious, fully conscious state where you're putting, where you remember that that's true. Yeah. Right. right. So when you know that's true, it really is like Dolores Cannon says all the time. It really is like, you know, that you're like a detective because you're like, you're like trying to gather this information to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. And because you know that every single thing is a clue to something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and your belief and your knowing of that and your like true honest knowing is just it just shows because then it's effortless for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this kind of magic can come through. I mean, Hillary, think about it. You woke up because you're getting to do these. Like, that's really fucking exciting. Yeah. Don't you love this? I mean, even though life kind of sucks right now and like you said you're going through it. Would you have it any other way? No, no, God, <laughs> exactly. No. 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 And what again? I mean, to me, this is like, you know, to to have all of that happen, this awakening, but then to be gifted all of this, 
as something that I get to carry with me. Yeah. Use in the moments where I am struggling and things feel difficult to have like all of this at my fingertips inside my heart that I can access whenever I need it. That's incredible. You know, I don't know anybody else that has been given that gift. It's so incredible. And it's yours. It's not something somebody told you because I, you know, we can listen to spiritual things and teachings and, and they do resonate. I'm not saying don't do it, but when you know it, when you have the experience, it doesn't matter if anybody wants to disagree with you. That's fine too, because you know it, it's in your heart. You like, sorry, I know this. You can't convince me otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. But there's like a flip side to that. I feel like sometimes, like, I don't remember, it was one of you that I, we were having a conversation. I don't even remember which one of you it was, but I remember thinking like, wow, like to be going through the difficult times that you're going through right now, Hillary. And like, um, having that struggle and then thinking like, I I can imagine myself in moments where I would be like, I probably would be like, Oh, fuck all that shit. I don't, I don't, um, I don't even want to know that. Like, that's just a bunch of bullshit. I want to just stay in this miserable place that I'm in. In the warm gray smoke blanket. Yeah. Blanket. Exactly. Exactly. And so it makes it almost more, I can imagine for me, it could have made a lot of moments in my life more difficult because I would just want to, it might even make me feel shittier. Like when I think about how my brain works, it almost makes me think, I could take the whole beautiful experience that you had and use that as the thing to make me feel shittier. Well, ignorance is definitely bliss, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I still don't want to not know. No, me neither. I mean, no, but But you can definitely be like, oh man, if I didn't know this, (laughs) it would be a lot easier right now. Yeah. Or like, oh, I can't, (laughs) I know all this stuff and now I can't even, I'm, what do whatever some like oh, there's a slippery slope to coming to these new understandings and these like on this path for me anyway I slipped so deep into self-judgment yeah after I had so many awakenings and so many yes understandings and then I started judging myself just ferociously for mm-hmm. not being that person that I knew better to be but right. then I realized that's just more my work like right. I'm still pointing bigger fingers then I mean I know when I'm in self-judgment I know I'm in separation I'm not mm-hmm. seeing things through the eyes of my higher self I'm not like there's just a problem <laughs> I mean it's not a problem I guess do what you want to do there's no right or wrong way to do it but for me it's more enjoyable to think about it and see it through the eyes of my higher self but I think you're right Keisha it's really easy it was for me anyway to now that I know these things I should be doing better and I'm not I felt like I was failing over and over again and like how can I how can my life be falling apart now I thought I had things figured out and like the figuring out is literally what made my life fall apart (laughs) however yeah seriously you (laughs) gotta just willingly let it crumble let it crumble and see what's left and uh, see what you want there to be left because then you get to build what you want. Yeah. And it's devastating. I'm not going to lie. There's days where it fucking sucks big time. Like <laughs> such big time. And it's worth it. It's worth every single moment that you have to let something crumble. 
I love when you just said that like that though, because it is so true, Sarah, when you said as, as easy as you say, like, now I know when self-judgment is there, that it is just something that is showing up to show me that it's still there. It really is that simple. Yeah. Times there, like it took a long time to be like, oh, interesting. Like this is still here rather than staying there. I believed my self-judgments and my self-criticisms wholeheartedly. I had myself convinced that yeah. they, were, mm-hmm. they were more right than than me or however you want to say that. Like, yeah, it's fascinating how much you can, like for me anyway, how much I, I could, thought I could love others and thought I could love and, and at this simultaneously hating myself and judging mm-hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. along the way it's absolutely fascinating to me Mm -hmm. that's been my work like these last for sure five years is learning to wholeheartedly love myself and accept myself for where I am in all of my understandings because you do realize at some point these this is information and it doesn't mean shit if you don't integrate it into your world and into your life and decide like I want to live the wisdom I don't just want to know the wisdom I want to live it and I'm I want to do it courageously and fearlessly because sometimes there is fear and therefore then I need courage. Sometimes I don't even have fear because my knowingness is there and I don't have to be afraid, but it's all of it. Like the only thing that's constant is change, right? You never, ever, 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 ever are going to be done. <laughs> like literally we're eternal beings we're not you can't even say like when you die nope yeah. you're still not no. gonna be done so enjoy the ride right yeah you just pulled me out of the gutter last week Jeez, it was like <laughs> what the hell it's never done it and is- all those things say thank you that was aw- that was beautiful beautifully said sarah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before we wrap up? Um, not for me. Okay. I'm ready for episode 14. I know. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Just- That's, that that there's been a lot of self-judgment about that lately, trust me. <laughs> okay, well, just be like Sarah, it'll get here when it's ready. So chill yeah. out. You'll be the first to hear it. You will be the first to hear. Well, I'm eagerly awaiting it, but take your time and please don't judge yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's that's the lesson here. Take your time and do not judge yourself. I think that's the perfect way to wrap this up. Seriously. (laughs) Take as long as you fucking need, as long as you're not judging yourself. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everyone. And hopefully you are listening or have listened or will listen to Wondering Star Podcast. Yes. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, guys. Thank you.